Respectfully. Yo, what's going on? This is Ori Styler, the Respectfully Podcast. What's going on, Trudge? What's up, man? Yeah, what's going on with you? I'm good, thank you. You all right? Yeah, man, not too bad. How you nice. been? I'm all, I'm warm. Warm? It's nah, hot today. It's not hot. It's freezing, <laughs> bro. But I, do you know what? Uh, the studio's warm only because the heater, I got the heater working again. So, yeah, legs out today. What do you mean? <laughs> um, yeah, it's cold out there, bruv. I, yeah. got, I got caught in the weather outside um, yesterday. It's Tuesday now, so Monday. Rain was going sideways. It was yeah. that windy. So yeah, it's really winter now, man. It's really bad. Yeah, man. I'm walking over here. That was that was tough. <laughs> it's a nightmare, man. But I like it. It's hoodie weather. It's sweats weather. I'm down for that. I don't mind big jackets and all sorts and so on. How you been since the last pod? Yeah, man. Good, good. Been um, how do I say it? Playing a lot of games. Uh, watching a lot of TV. Okay. Getting a lot of stuff done, basically. So, yeah, Which, man. What games and what TV shows? Oh, I've been playing uh, a lot of Resident Evil 4. Which okay. Is, you know, as the you remaster. Probably... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great game, that. Um, TV shows. Uh, I've been watching a bit of The Boys again because I wanted to watch Gen V. But yeah. I just need to like... Oh, you haven't start, You haven't finished The Boys? Nah. Or, or, you, or you finished it? You I finished The Boys, but I went back and watched it. Just okay, yeah, yeah. A little yeah. refresher, you know, because I watched it ages ago, so... Oh, fair dues. Nah, yeah. Gen V's... Are you started Gen V? Nah, not yet. Oh, it's dope. It's uh, dope. Yeah. By the time you finish Gen V, I think the new season of The Boys will be out. Because I think it's coming out in a few weeks now, isn't it? Yeah, around that, I think. Yeah, I'll double check. I don't know when it is. But yeah, <laughs> it's coming up. I know Gen V finishes where The Boys starts, the new season. Season three or four. I think it's four, three or four. I can't remember. It's one of them. <laughs> I'll double check. We're great at this, aren't we? So yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah? But well, how you been? Uh, you went to uh, Glasgow? Oh, bro, I'm tired. So my week yeah. has been... Tuesday, we recorded last Monday. Mm. Tuesday, I had to do the airport run. Shy came into the country, then did a show at Shoreditch, Box Park. So laugh in the box. Yeah, yeah. It's quiet. Yeah, weather's definitely playing its part now where it's not the... It's like pre-Christmas. Everyone's still like... Everyone's kind of not going out yet. They're still on the inside, stay inside mode because the weather's cold. Mm. But they're loading up for, I think, end of November, December, Christmas, go out and party. So now it's the quiet period. Yeah. Went to do Box Park in Croydon the next day, laugh in the box in Croydon. Quiet again. And that's on the Wednesday. Thursday, um, what are we doing Thursday? Went to see my mama. It's her birthday. It was on Sunday, but I wasn't be working Sunday. So I took her out for a meal on the Thursday. Nice. Um, Friday, Scotland. So we did uh, Mo Gilligan and Friends Black British Takeover. Mm. That was dope. Uh, the SEC Armadillo uh, Arena or theatre. I don't know. It's kind of a cross between the two. Big. I think it's a theatre more so. 3,000 plus CR sold out. It was a lot of people. The lineup was me, obviously Mo Gilligan, uh, Baba Tunde Eleshe, Eddie Caddy, Kyra Gray, DJ One Touch. It was a dope show. It yeah, was man. Good. Looked it. Oh, man. It was, it was a lot, man. Just that amount of people. I was only on for like 10 minutes. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a full lineup. It's mainly we all do like the first bit of the show and then mm -hmm. Mo does the second half. So it was good though, man. Mm, it's really yeah. good. Shout out to Edinburgh, shout out to, uh, to Glasgow because it was in Glasgow that it was in. Load of people from both of those cities mainly and also around in Scotland. Um, yeah, it was great. If you saw it, big, great. Uh, I'll be back in Scotland 2nd and 3rd of March for the Orator Tour. Tickets are available on allrestyler.co.uk. Big boost in ticket sales mm. when I did the show, and I was so happy about that because I was worried. I'm kind of, I'm not worried, but I am at the same time. Yeah, I know I I'll, I'll perform in front of three people. I don't care, but 
It was looking like I was going to have to do that until I did. Hey, you performed at a doghouse. You're sweet. <laughs> nah, doghouse had a lot of people. Yeah, no, it gets a lot. I guess. Uh, now you had it really, it's really quiet. Most, the least we've had is about 30, I'd say. Oh, that's, so that's fine. still, that's pretty good. It's, like, it's, it may to... hit the pocket, but it's still a show. Yeah, yeah. So I did it where I've done shows where it's like 10 people. And oh, like, right. like, if you do Edinburgh Fringe, that's what happens at some For shows. Sure. I did this one uh, in Scotland and big boost in the sales of the shows for the tour show. So I was very happy about that. Mm. Um, it was a great show. They had a good time. So we flew up there on a Friday, flew straight back on a Saturday. Saturday, um, we went to go see um, at Flippers in White City, 50 Cent and Buster Rhymes made an appearance there. They're on tour in the UK right now. So yeah. Flippers, I mean, Flippers can get, anyone to come down the, the people that run the place shout out to liberty ross well connected so when somebody comes of that caliber they know liberty they know her husband jimmy iv they got so much love and respect so to come and do that venue they're like yeah we would love to so they came down and did like 20 minutes each performance that's crazy it was sick problem is um when you tell me a time that someone's going to perform i believe you <laughs> i believe you buster rhymes was the, was the one i came out to go and see i'm a massive massive Buster Rhymes fan. Mm. Anyone who knows me knows how much of an impact he's made in my uh, in my ex form of expression in comedy by just watching how he does his music. I love Buster. Buster, he was supposed to come in at one o'clock. Yeah. Me naively standing there at one. After I'm tired, remember I flew from Scotland that morning. Yeah. Me naively, I'm standing there at one thinking, I mean, where's, where, where's Buster Rhymes? <laughs> 10 past one, where, where's Buster? 20 past one, I see his DJ come out, set up his, his, his system, right? His mic and then his, um, his laptop. I think, ah, oh, he's coming, 20 minutes is calm. Then the DJ just bops off after he sets up. I'm like, hey, yo, brother, I'm waiting for Buster, man. What's going on? I don't know what, what it was, but I got told. Everyone's like, Ori, you know that these artists don't come out the time they're supposed to come out. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. This is the British in me, man. Well, they should. I paid to cut. I didn't pay. It was free. I came down wanting to see these guys. And I'm tired. 155 comes. Buster comes out. It was well worth the wait. Oh, was Smashed it? Smashed the shit out of the Really? Show. What songs did he do? Um, he came out with Put Your Hands On My Eyes Can See. It's my yeah. favorite Buster tune. Oh, wow. Right. So he came out with that. Yeah. You know, hit you with no delay into what you're saying, yo. Oh, nice impression. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I could do a good Buster impression. Yeah. Um, Nah. <laughs> Come on, nah. Nah, I can't. What about did it now? <laughs> you know, let me keep the dice rolling with it. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I could try. I got to watch him, a video of him and I can go uh, and do the impression. You know what it is, right? It's Buster Rhymes. Spliff. You know, we out here in, in England, we doing what we can do. We enjoy performing for the English crowd. We come from an era of hip hop. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I, don't know. I okay. can't do it properly. That's really good. I'll practice. I'll get it down. <laughs> he came out. He put your hands on my eyes. Can see. He did. Um, he obviously did. Look at me now. Yeah. That's like the party trick song for him because he can do it. And then he he obviously raps at a speed that people are like. How does he do that? Mm. Killed it. At look at me now. Then he pulled it back and then he put on um, an old school um, dancehall beat which is faster than the original beat. And he'd done it on that. Yeah. He did um, Break Your Neck. Um, Baby, if you give it to me. I, I know what you want with mm -hmm. Mariah Carey. He did that for a bit. Spliff performed. Buster isn't just Buster. 
It's Buster and Spliff. Mm. It's one thing you have to see. Buster, Rhymes and Spliff star. Like, yes, Buster is the name that most people are like, he's the big name. But I, but this is what I love about Buster. He knows that he may be the name, but he's so loyal to his people that you don't see one without the other. And Spliff is the perfect, like, teammate of him that when Buster might take a breather on this, Spliff knows that's going to happen. He fills in that bit. Mm. So hit me, hit you with no delays to what you, so, so, and he'll go, what you saying, yo? <laughs> and hype it up. Yeah. They are sick. Oh yeah. Absolutely sick. They know each other's like set backwards and how they're going to perform. And he's got such a love for it. That's his brother. Mm. So I love seeing that. Um, yeah, they killed it. That's they good. killed it. And yeah. then after him, 10 minutes after 50 cent comes out. Unreal. <laughs> Bro, 50, I'll be real with you. Of the two, I would have come, I come to see uh, Buster. 50 still had the crowd going. He came out, he started on PIMP. When he did I Got Money, in that room they had Jeremiah, yeah. Tony Ayo, Lil Sims, Giggs. All of them are in the room just chilling. I think Sims is opening up for Buster. I think Giggs might be on some shows as well. Mm. And for Buster and 50. But they were there at the show just chilling. Yayo was the hype man for 50. Yeah, yeah. And Jeremiah came out to do a song with 50 as well. It was cold. It was cold, honestly. What was the, uh, there was a, a thing going viral I saw where 50 Cent's like in like, um, he's coming from the ceiling and like the caption was, uh, there is no 50 Cent song which would make this man <laughs> come from the ceiling. Like That requires this yeah. level of like yeah, yeah. choreography. <laughs> yeah, I he didn't do it at Flippers. Oh. Flippers wasn't like a, a tour show for them. Yeah. It was a 20 minute appearance. Oh, right. Okay. So they didn't do it at Flippers. <laughs> but I don't know one song that requires him to come out uh, with any form of like rope and, and, and cut like an angel or something. There's nothing of his that requires that. Same with Buster. There's nothing in Buster's that requires that. But Buster's um, tour show, I've seen videos. He, he has this big chair, like a throne mm. that he sits on and then it spins around and then he appears. Everyone goes crazy. Oh, that 50, that 50 could do that as well. That kind of level of stuff, right? Or 50 could come out dressed like a pimp with a cane and so on and throw his jacket off or whatever. That kind of stuff. Mm. But coming out of the, the rafters, <laughs> being lowered down, you <laughs> could come out of there. Many men, wish death upon me. It don't work that way, 50. I'm sorry. But yeah, no, it was dope, man. It was good. Shout out to my sister, DJ Cinderella. She DJed oh, no. at the event as well. Yeah. Um, shout out to my brother, Tiny Man. He was the host. Shout out to my guy, Andy Perel. He was a DJ as well. They killed their sets. Killed their sets. I got there at 11 where Cinderella was DJing um, and she was just killing it. And then Tiny was hosting them. Andy came on and he was killing it. And yeah, man, it was a good night. Oh, good, it was man. a good night. I, I just love seeing, these are all people I know. I see them working, they're active. Mm. I'm just seeing them get active on the stage. I didn't even want to be that guy that like, I could get up and go to the stage and shake hands and whatsoever, walk up, go and chill side the stage and see Buster and 50. Mm. Cause I'm, I'm one of the um, people that have worked with flippers many a time. Mm. So um, like I could, I could just say, yo, you know me, and they'll just let me through mm. on the stage. I don't want to do none of that. I wanted to enjoy the show from a distance, like to what the crowd were feeling and vibes in. I want to be on the side watching, especially I'm not working that day. Yeah. And it was so good to do that. I, I came down there with Shiana, uh, Lauren, my friend, um, not my friend, uh, my brother, my actual brother, um, Yogi. He came with his Mrs. Nicks. Uh, shout out to them. Um, 
my my man Steve manager Steve came down. Shout out Steve. Yeah, but Steve, <laughs> I, I love Steve. Steve's funny because he came down there and like you know everyone knows Fifty. Yeah, but Steve because he's like six two, six three. He's tall. And he's got a very specific look. You wear a certain hat that's like a bowler hat that goes forward. <laughs> Steve has got that kind of look where he would go dress that, that, that way to either a concert for 50 or for Chaz and Dave. <laughs> and that's Steve. So in this room full of people loving 50 Cent and all of that, and Steve's just there bubbling and so on. I loved it, man. Steve's got that Jimmy Iovine look. No, yeah, young Jimmy Iovine, but Jimmy still looks like he blends in with all of the hip hop heads. Yeah, Steve like doesn't look like he blends with the hip hop heads, but he knows his stuff. And also, he's my manager, so he rolls with. Uh, he's been around us yeah. to know how he might maneuver. He loved it, man. He had a good time. Um, shout out to Annie who came down to Alicia. There were so many people. I listen. It was it was so it was good. Ronaldo, happy birthday as well. It was good, man. We had a really really good time. Um, Saw a lot of people that I knew down there. It was it was dope. Oh, good man. I was tired, blood. Yeah, I bet. I was shattered coming back from non-stop working for the few days. Like, um, coming back from Scotland and then being up at like eight, Scotland. Then left that place at like two thirty to drive up here, and it was foggy. I didn't get back to my bed. I didn't get in my bed until like quarter past four. It was gone. That Sunday was written off until eleven o'clock for me. How do you ever find time to go to the gym? I don't understand that. <laughs> um, I know you're big in the gym, but I never know how you, how you find the time. You have to. Yeah. You have to, bruv. So I have a doubt and my titties grow back. <laughs> if I don't go to the gym, I really look like Saucy Santana. And I, with all due respect, I don't want to look like I had a BBR. So I have to find it. Like tomorrow I'll wake up. I've got my work in progress tomorrow. Yeah. Or today as this comes out. I'll wake up and I'll, I'll go to the gym first thing. Mm do an hour and a half and then come back. Yeah. Then get it out of the way. Yeah. I did slack this week though, but I but no, was here. So I, that's understandable. Limited amount of time. So I slacked and I'll pick it up again tomorrow, but I've been eating as healthy as I could just to manage it. I'll get back in, get back in routine. And as soon as like two, three sessions in, just keep it up. But bro, it's not just gym. It's the resting that you have to learn how to fit in. Mm. And that's the part I was struggling with getting some sleep. God nightmare yeah so i'm not even gonna cook tonight i got like a few days off I'm supposed to go to new york next week really oh god this guy man I, I i do not know anyone that works as hard as you and like i'm sure it's not even for pleasure this is business isn't it no like, no no this was gonna be business i oh, was gonna go out there yeah. for, for 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 working yeah yeah i would have had a good time as well but i was gonna go out there and do some gigs yeah i i pulled it back because i had some other gig office here mm. that i couldn't say no to and then that got pulled so i could i could still go if i want to but if i'm honest I'd rather save the money, spend the time here, finish up some of the bits I want to finish in this room, mm. get everything ready for the tour next year that I can in this week. Because when it gets to December, it's all steam ahead again. Mm. January calms down, but I don't want to be in January, start like getting the tour stuff ready in January. Mm. Got my work in progress stuff. I've got sketch show stuff to write. I've got um, a radio radio four commission I've got to write bits for. So I'm going to spend the week finishing bits in here. Like even in here right now, I look in the studio, like that printer that's under the desk, that one broke, so I bought a new one. It's behind you. I should, I even thrown that away in the garage. I should have done that, but yeah, man, there's there's bits I need to get sorted out. Uh, also, Christmas is coming. Oh yeah, bro. I'm. Uh, am I too early for what I did? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you what happened. Um, I I don't put up Christmas decorations. I don't do it every year. I don't because in my house I'm never really home. Only time I have done it at home is if I know I'm having like a party at my house like a team get together. I say everyone come link up 
and we'll do it, right? In my house now, I've put up the Christmas decorations. One, because I was encouraged, right? Yeah. You've got someone else going, you should do it. I'm like, all right, well, I'll put it up. And I did it. Bro, I actually like having my Christmas tree up. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yo, it's not, my birthday's end of November. My birthday does not come before Christmas. (laughs) Sorry, Christmas doesn't come from my birthday, apologies. Christmas does not come before my birthday. I've put up my tree before my birthday and my birthday is a month, literally four weeks before Christmas. I feel good. I feel, I feel mad it, good about this it. Is the first time you've done that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've never put it up this early. Yeah. I don't do it. For me, I don't, with Christmas, I wait until two weeks before, maybe mm. a week. Yeah. If I do it, and that's only if I know people are going to come to my house. Now, I'm, because that was my last house I was living in, it wasn't one that I bought. It was one I was, I was renting in. Because I, it's like one that's been bought. I've lived here for years, mm. but now I'm like, it's bought and I've finished the decorating in the way that I want it done. Let me, let me just do that. Hmm. Little trinkets here. And you know, I learned the earlier you start decorating your house for Christmas, the better it is because you don't have to buy everything at once. Yeah. So I've put up the tree. I've got one little kind of like sign thing that you can change every day to say how many days it is until Christmas. Hmm. It's 41, by the way, at the day we record this. <laughs> day it comes out, 40 days till Christmas. And then I also got a little sign that says Noel by my windowsill. And that's nice. Now when I go somewhere, like I could go Tesco's. I see something else, I'm like, oh, that would be nice. Pick that up. It's bit by bit. So by the time you get to three weeks before Christmas, you've done it all bit by bit without having to spend a whole day buying all the stuff and a whole day decorating. Oh, yeah, so you advice. accumulate. Mm. And that's what I like about it is now my tree's up. The tree's the first thing. I'm looking around thinking, what goes with the tree? Oh, I could do this. And buy little bits, bit by bit, rather than spending like 500 pound in one go mm. on the tree and decorations and then having them all up in one go. Whereas I could just bit by bit. I like that. Yeah, it's wicked advice. Exactly, it is. And I'm the one who gave it because I'm a bad man. <laughs> now, and also because Christmas, you take everything down. Do you know what day it is? You're supposed to take everything down. Is it like, it's not New Year's Eve, is it? Nah. No. 12th day of Christmas. It's 5th of, of December. Of course. Oh, 12 days of Christmas. So Christmas Day is day one. Yeah. You've got seven days until New Year's. Five days after that is 12. So 12 days of Christmas. So you take it down on the 5th of December. So now from November, like two days ago to now, it's going to be just shy of two months. Mm. Maybe seven weeks of me having Christmas decorations up rather than me having it up for two weeks or three weeks even because I just done it just before Christmas because I'm having a drink up at my house. Mm. So it's just better that way. Yeah. It's more inviting. It's more homely. So yeah, I'm all, I'm all up for that. I nah. put a post up with me in the Christmas tree. Yeah. People in the comments. <laughs> it's too early, bruv. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, you're that guy. I'm the guy that doesn't put up Christmas decorations. Yeah. But it's my house. I'm yeah. doing what I want. <laughs> I don't do it normally. I'm not, I'm not the guy that does that. So I've done it now. Someone put a, post, like, a comment underneath on Facebook and unfollow. Biden. What? Really? What for that? For Christmas tree. Wow. Biden. Safe. Later. <laughs> In it. Be like the POTUS and Biden. <laughs> Wait, that's some sick work. Hey, be like POTUS and Biden. <laughs> but yeah, man. When are you gonna? When are you gonna put your Christmas stuff? Soon. Soon. I think. I haven't actually got a, a, an accurate date yet. When do you normally do it? Uh, I try and do it early as well because, you know, a similar sort of thing, like, it, it does make the house look nice, I think. You enjoy it? Yeah. I've got a reef on my door. Reef? Wait, what, out there right now? Yeah. I didn't even see that. I've got also. a reef, oh. lad. I have a reef on the door. 
One that lights up. Oh, wow. I love it, bruv. Yeah. I love it. All these I, people complaining that it's too early. They just can't be bothered to put it up. That's, nah, that's... They're just all Scrooge's blood. <laughs> it's, but it feels like it's cool to be miserable nowadays. Yeah. So I, I, I'm ignoring that. I've had that time where being miserable is my way forward because mm. I'm not in a good place. If you ain't in a good place, that's you. I'm fine. You could be miserable. I'm happy with, <laughs> with, with just being a bit more jolly. If you're in a good place and you want to feel jolly, hey, it's your house. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Got to put a reef on your door. I don't. I, I know a couple of people might look at the reef and go, "Oh, I might teeth that." You ain't. <laughs> I got. I got a reef, but I got security system and cameras everywhere too. So that's your business. That is your business. I got security system. You get too close to my house, it talks to you. I can confirm and, that. And it lets me exactly. It lets me know. Hey, pussy, what we did. <laughs> it does that, bro. So yeah, man. Um, it's been good, man. It's been a. It's been. T- I'm tired now. I won't lie to you, but yeah. Bruv, we um, I like I like the consistency of the pod. Mm. I like the fact we come here and we've. It's been like how many weeks has it been that we've been doing this now properly? Four. Is nah, it? it's more than four. It's been more than four. It's definitely more than four. I think it's closer to six, seven since me and you started back now with this. Oh wow. Yeah, bruv, it's been. It's flown by. Yeah, what episode is twenty three? Twenty three. Yeah. It's seventeen that we done. Yeah. So this will be 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, yes. seven. Did two in a day. So that's why. I yeah, 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 yeah. We did the 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 two in the with Marcus. Mm. So yeah. Anyway, what's going on? What's been going on this week in the news? Talk to me. What's been going on in the news? Uh, good the question. main one, I think the we main. know. Oh yes, the main one. Well, right. Okay, we'll start with something slightly. Uh, no, nah, I want the main one. You want let's, the main right, one? Let's go straight into it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Bye, Sue. <laughs> Bye, Suella. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, man. Bye, Suella. Oh, okay. So let's go with this one. So Suella Braverman accuses Rishi Sunak of repeatedly failing to deliver in a scathing letter. That was today. Yes. But let's talk about what happened just before. Suella got fired from being Home Secretary for the United kingdom right bye she got forced out rishi got rid of her we all saw it coming yeah like she's she's been real 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 lax with being cautious with how she speaks mm. she and she's that woman that who i'm not saying this because she's a woman i'm saying she's that woman but because i'm referring to her but let's just say person she's that person who in any like position will get in and doesn't want anyone else to get in either. She's always been that. Yeah. Like, how can you be the child of immigrants and then say, yo, we don't want no immigrants in this country. Crazy, isn't it? She's like, that person. Mm. We see it happen many a time. Like there's names that people get called for that, but mm. she's the person where she's, she says too much immigration in this country is negative for this country, but your family came through via similar channels. Mm. She's the person where she's got big money, got a big money job. She married like one of the head people of Mercedes Benz, if I'm right, and say Raphael Raphael or Raffle um, Braverman. I can't remember his name exactly, but I've, I know he's like he's he's money, right? Raphael, that's it, Raphael Braverman, and he is um, get his exact job title. Here we go, the manager of Mercedes Benz. I'm talking, I'm, I'm guessing oh, from yeah. UK. Jeez. So she's minted. Oh, yeah. Right? She's got money and she's in a position of power or wasn't a position of power where she was. And she got kicked out because her comments are flagrant. You talk negative, you, you talk bad about homelessness being a choice. 
you got to be very cautious about how you say these things. Mm. In some instances, it might be that it can be the case, but that's not across the board. There are people that are rendered homeless because of situations that have happened to them. She's not considering that. She's just flagrant with homelessness is a choice. People live in tents. It's dead. We don't want to see that around. Good riddance, man. <laughs> Good riddance. But well what was said. it that got kicked over the line? Was it the recent, with all the protests that were going in central London uh, on the 11th, Remembrance Day, but also you had the Free Palestine protests. Yeah. Um, and she had emboldened a lot of uh, the right kind of right-wing followers and like, dare I say, far-right people like your EDL. She'd emboldened them mm. to, to kind of be negative and against those who are doing peaceful protesting, uh, saying free Palestine. Now, I mean, that topic in a, a, alone has already caused so much, like it's such an emotional triggering topic. Mm. But when you've got someone who's emboldening other people yeah. to then go up and, and lash out to all of these people that are protesting, you we saw that happen in, in America mm. with Trump and, and Jan 6. Yeah. You can't do that. People at work. Uh, Oh, you can't do that. It was already like a hot topic. So just a quick history for those listening. Remembrance Day is on the 11th of November, as we all know. Um, many people who had ever had family members that served in the war or those who are still alive from who served in the Second World War, Remembrance Day for them is a day that they honour the fallen, the dead, those who fought for this country. On that same day, there was going to be a free Palestine protest. During the time that that was going on or leading up to that being announced, many people that were very pro-war were upset to see that on a day they were supposed to remember the war, that free Palestine protests were happening to kind of numb it down as if remembering the war on the 11th of November wasn't as important. So you had all these kind of like war veteran-esque people mm. or those who are very much pro-England, England for the English, looking at this going, you lot are being disrespectful because this is a tradition in England already angry that there was going to be a uh, protest on that day. Yeah. Which the irony of that is you're talking about people protesting something very similar mm. to what they were fighting against during the war. Everyone's got their perspective on this. So I'm not going to hit and say um, what's right or wrong, even though I'm like, well, no, I'm not saying what's right or wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say whose position or perspective is stronger or better than the others. Just talking about this particular thing. There were people, EDL members that were down there. Yeah. Like, arguing against people fighting against free Palestine protest. You had people that were there. I saw pictures with people having a poppy. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. You had people, EDL members having a poppy, but also a Nazi yeah. logo what tattoo was on them. That's the stupidity of those people. How can, how do you have a poppy on one side, which is a symbol of those who fought for England in the world war against the Nazis and then have a Nazi SWAT sticker tattooed on your body. Ridiculous. Because okay. in their eyes, the Nazi, Nazi SWAT sticker represents um, far rightism mm. as opposed to what it represented during Nazi times. So we are very far right. We are anti, um, we are anti cultural integration. We are very xenophobic and we are white for the white, British for the British, depending on where you wear that. Like some people in many parts of the world wear that for their countries, Russia, parts of Europe uh, and England here. But you're wearing a poppy, which is a symbol of the other side. Yeah. Those who fought against those who had swastika logos on them. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know where, like, I saw the exact photo you're talking about. I don't even know how that guy, like, gets 
through day-to-day -day life with that. Like, that's, that's crazy. Pete, they don't represent Britain, mm. but because they are so loud about Britain for British and yes, Britain yeah. first, many people look at that as if that's what the British public think. Mm. Problem is, that is only the loud members of the small, tiny percent mm. of ignorant, like xenophobic and racist people that have those mentalities. Mm. Those people are such a minority, mm. but because they're so loud about how Britain is for the British, yeah. there are those on the outside of this country that will look at those people and think, is that what Britain think? Yeah. Not as a whole. Officially, we're British because mm. we're born in this country. Though I identify as a, as, a, as a Caribbean or Caribbean, depending on which part of the world I get, oh man, I just stop talking to Americans. <laughs> as someone from the Caribbean, they say Caribbean, didn't it? Yeah. Right? <laughs> but because I identify as that, because of my culture, even though I recognize that I am British as well, my passport's British, I was born here. Mm. They don't represent me, obviously, mm. because I would be everything against what they believe. Yeah. But they're so loud about it that people think that that's what a lot of people in Britain think. There are probably quite a few, but not as high a percentage as we think. Mm. All it took was for enough of those guys to go down. Some of them don't even believe that. They just like a fight. Yeah. Football hooligans are just oh, like yeah. to get down there and just, you know, what, son? Yeah, let me headbutt someone right now. That's just those people the that worst. went down to the cenotaph where people were trying to peacefully like commemorate those who had passed during the war. Mm. Then you had all these EDL members that came down yeah. that then met up with other people that were on free Palestine protests. You have like the heated people from the EDL going at those are at the Palestine protest, the free Palestine protest. Some of those people got heated, then you have a clash. Yeah. But the starters, the instigators are these people yeah. with the swastikas and so on. Mm. Let me see some of the comments that we saw. And the reason why this sticks back to Suella Braverman is because she was the one who, I want to read her comments verbatim. I don't want to just, I, but she was emboldening these people the mm. same way that we saw Trump do it. Trump was very much saying, guys, if you think something's wrong, go down there and let them know. You know what you're inciting. Mm. Let me read uh, some of the things that she was saying here. Uh, scroll up, 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 there, stop there. Braverman, a leading right winger, was sacked by the prime minister because she sent an official document from a personal email to a fellow MP in a serious breach of ministerial rules. We know that. That was one thing that happened, but it was definitely a buildup. She's had so many, yeah. like, pull-ups. yeah. The draft written statement was deemed highly sensitive because it related to immigration rules, which potentially have major implication for market sensitive growth forecasts from the office for budget responsibility. So that's why she was sacked. As a straw that broke the camel's back. That okay. must be, but she had piled up so many things. Yeah. Um, let's have a look. Do you know where she's from? No. Nah. She was born in Harrow, yeah. raised in Wembley. That's my area. Yeah. She's a oh. disappointment to my area. <laughs> You disgust me, man. You're, you're, how can my fellow Wembley... Ugh. And I saw her age. Oh, Do you know how old she isn't? No. <laughs> Go, she's like 42. 42. She looks like she's born in 1942. <laughs> no, look at her, man. Being bitter and negative ages you. <laughs> she looks so... Ugh. Suella, man. There was a photo of her doing the rounds of her as a, as a youngster as well. People were shocked to see that, like... I can't believe it was her. Well, did she look better when she was younger? No. The same. Because she looks rough for 42 here. But when you're bitter and negative and anti so many things, you know, you can almost see like evil. Oh, gosh, is that her? <laughs> yep. Aye, <laughs> aye. She looks like Arthur from the cartoon, Arthur. <laughs> 
Hey, Suella, man, you need to shut your mouth. We start flinging up these old pictures of you. Uh, Her family, uh, if I remember, um, they're of Asian descent, but from Kenya and Mauritius. Yeah. Right? You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for immigration. I can understand if you're talking about illegal immigration without controlling just how open the borders can be. So everyone just floods here without there being some kind of consensus of at least legislation that allows for people to apply and have fair application. You don't just go, hey, have you got a passport? No, come through. Because we have to have passports to go everywhere. Yeah. It's a form of control. But her rhetoric is on so much of anyone who comes here, you're negative. You should get shipped over to go somewhere else. Leave, um, like, it wasn't her city, but go to Rwanda. You should be a, You shouldn't be allowed in this country. That's her mentality. Even if you've applied, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yes, you shouldn't just, like, there has to be border controls because you would just have people not having anywhere to live if they moved here. But when you've got compassion, you can see there are some war-torn countries that need the assistance. But then you are like, no, we don't want to let anyone else here. Especially when we are a country responsible for influencing some of the war-torn places to continue having wars. Mm. Your, your flagrancy of some of the negative things you say is just outrageous. Um... Let's have a look. What else has been said? Nasty person, man. Yeah, not great. I want to know what her comments were exactly regarding emboldening the people at the cenotaph. Because right now they're saying that... I don't like this. It feels like we know why she was fired. It feels like it was, look at what has happened and everyone's using your rhetoric to start kicking off fights and so on, yeah? At the cenotaph and all these marches. There we go. Let me read that in a sec. But it feels like that what they're doing is rather than saying that she was inciting violence, we fired her because there was an email she shouldn't have sent. Mm. Straw that broke the camel's back. Like, let's go backwards in this. 30th of October, right? One of the things that she has said is there's only one way to describe those marches. They are hate marches. Speaking um, after a government emergency meeting over the crisis in Gaza, Mrs. Braverman laid into the pro-Palestinian demonstrators amid rows over whether their chants admit, amounted to anti-Semitic attacks. I remember reading this about what she had said. Like, again, that there's such, it is literally a fire in a teacup, that whole topic, right? Mm. So much is going on, it's great. And not even a teacup, it's, it's a fire in a kitchen, it's huge. Yeah, It's a lot that to, that, it's a lot to even try and unpack, which you have to have the intelligence and the width and be on a platform where people give you the width to be able to go into the details and the nuances as to what's going on on that side of the world. For you to just throw words and call people anti-Semitic, where actually what we're seeing is a lot of marches be peaceful and be about, uh, be pro-Palestine and the victims that are being killed in these places. You can't just say, well, you being at these marches, you are part of hate marches. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. No. Do you, it just isn't. There are going to be, we have seen in some cases in on both sides where there is a section of people that have been saying hateful things, but to label an entire march, a peaceful protest as hate marches, it's, it's not on. I, I, I don't know, man. It's, you can't do that because people are then going to turn around and say, well, they hate England. We're yeah. going to jump in because that's just the mentality of like the EDL people that just want to fight over anything. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. All right, even before that, 4th of November. Oh no, after that, 4th of November. We cannot allow our streets to be taken over by rows of tents occupied by people, many of them from abroad, living on the streets as a lifestyle choice. You are a stupid ass. Wow. What a... Sh I, listen, Suella needs a... 
She needs a, well, I mean, she needs to get a job first. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing about unemployment and living on the street when you ain't got a job. Your husband pays your bills right now because it ain't you. You ain't got a job. I, I'm self-employed and got more work than you right now. <laughs> Wait, go, go back down to that one again. She was talking about people living on the street. Mm. And it's not a lifestyle choice. I can't speak for everybody, but I don't think people that live on the street, all of them want to live on the street. Mm. I think a lot of them have fallen on hard times. We just come out of the back of a massive mental health crisis instigated or influenced by the fact we had COVID and what that did for the, for the world in terms of shutting us down, people losing jobs, people losing their lives, people not knowing even how to socialize. And then other people then start suffering and struggling, turning to drugs, turning to alcohol. And it's, you know, we have a massive influence in those who take like, take like supplements or products to kind of dull the pain of whatever issues they're going through. And because of that ending up on the street, like we see that happen in real time. We've seen a massive crisis when it comes to our finances, not being able to work to even afford to be able to pay to live where we were already living. Mm. We are in a financial crisis. You can't say that people that are living on the street, all of them, it's a lifestyle choice. Some of them had no choice and they're doing what they can based on the lack of resources or support they've had from their own government. And look at this, what was this, two days ago? Yeah, this is doing the rounds on the internet. Pretty much um people picking up tent oh my gosh the tents being thrown this so the video we're watching is the tents being thrown into the back of a refuse lorry oh man people living that's people that is tantamount to like somebody just saying oh your house can't be there let me run that over mm, yeah i'm telling you man and this is what by this is 4th of november this is just gone Scroll up again. What, what else has she said? This is Suella. Suella. <laughs> this is wild. Multi multiculturalism makes no demands of the incomer to integrate. It has failed. And I love this, the, the next line from it. The daughter of immigrants <laughs> from Mauritius and Kenya, Mrs. Braverman, told an American that think sorry american think tank that migrants end up living parallel lives a phrase first used 20 years ago in relation to complex riots in northern england opponents said she had given up fixing the uk's broken asylum system asylum systems and was trying to set out her stall for the tory leadership she is she's doing what a lot of politicians do yeah you if you can't there's no way to get deep supporters when you're on the fence. No, no. A lot of people, when they feel that they're we're wavering in support, they jump on a hot topic and they dive into it head first and go, I am anti this or I am for that. Yeah. People like right when, what's his face? Um, Rishi Sunak was losing out uh, popularity. Mm. His instant go-to was to go against the LGBTQ plus community, particularly the trans community, right? Yeah. His comments were reckless. He dived straight into them. When he dived in heads first, he was very anti things that people were, there were some people that were like, well, this is my way of living. And other people were like, I don't like the fact that there are a community of people that think this is the right way to live. He picked a side so he can embolden people to go, well, Rishi's for me. Yeah. Once you embolden like one side of people, they'll vote for you. Mm. That's a way to get desperation votes. It's like when Trump does it. Trump used yeah. to do it where he would jump on and go, I am anti 
something or yeah. I am pro gun laws, something. Gun like, laws, yeah. right? We're right now seeing struggle with people and guns, mm. right? Guns is a massive thing in America yeah. where it's such a hot topic. The moment you say I am pro gun laws, everybody who has a gun and a license is he's my guy. Yeah. Forget everything else he doesn't, like he doesn't do correct. For every, forget everything else that you don't like about him. Mm. If the hot topic is guns and someone is pro guns, you've now emboldened people to follow you. Yeah. So everyone's gonna vote for you. It's the death, it's the desperation tactic. It's reaching at anything that's gonna be the hot topic. It's clout chasey, yep. but for votes. Rishi does that <laughs> and it feels like, it's the truth. Last Rishi done that and it feels like Suella does that. Mm. Um, just to pander to anybody who will jump on and say, she's talking the things that I feel as that person who lives in middle England, somewhere in Scunthorpe or Carlisle, mm. who never feels that they're represented by those who focus mainly on how London is represented. They leave these little villages to themselves. That person goes, wow, she's talking my language. Cause they may be a little bit behind in maybe some of their liberalisms or some of their um, ideologies are still very much one way. Mm. I don't think that it's wrong for the people to have individual ideologies that suit them because who am I to tell anyone to believe A, B or C? Believe what you want to believe. I'm not against anyone having beliefs. I'm also not against anyone disliking someone else, someone else's beliefs, but I do believe everyone has the right to believe what they believe, positive or negative, even about me. But the fact that this person probably doesn't believe half the things she says, but she's pandering yeah. to get all of those votes from everybody who is in those middle parts of the country going, I am voting for her because mm. she talks about things the way that I talk about things. Yeah. Yeah. She represents my views, which no one else is really talking about because they're too busy focusing on being as neutral as possible yeah. or trying to be as liberal as possible to get everybody to accept you where liberalism doesn't actually, it doesn't unify, um, it doesn't unify or emboldened very passionate people. Mm. The passionate ones, if you look at them, the EDL marches, yeah. they're far right. Far rights are a hell of a lot more louder and active than far lefts. Far lefts will talk using platforms that they don't have to sometimes get out and do anything for. In fact, hearing the word far left doesn't really sound like a body of people. You can't really picture a far left person, but if you could picture a far right person like that, they have their own grouping. Mm. And as soon as you appease them, they're like, we're voting for you. Yeah. Or yeah. she's probably looking at these people going, if I embolden them, maybe they might look at me and go, I'm one of the good ones. Yeah. Because remember, she's also a daughter, she's a daughter of an immigrant, of immigrants. Crazy. They don't like you. Mm. <laughs> they are very clear on their starts. We don't want immigrants. You're, they look at Rishi and think, even though you are a conservative prime minister, we don't like you. You're, you're, they look at him and say, you're not of England, England mm. for the English. She's trying to embolden those people. Yeah. I can't, it's so transparent, but because everything's a hot topic and it's emotional, no one pays attention to the nuance. It's just, it's just annoying because it's so easy to see. Mm. What else did Braverman say? There are 100 million people around the world who could qualify for protection under our current laws. Let us be clear. They are coming here. Braverman, let me tell you something. <laughs> Whilst 100 million people could qualify, not everybody is for England the way that you think they are. <laughs> no, let's be 100% clear. I love that where I'm born. I love the fact I'm British. I love understanding the culture. I also know how negative and nasty it can be in other ways and aspects. Mm. There are people that don't want to come here. 
they see everything going on here and they go, I'd rather go somewhere else. Yep. Let's yep. be 100% clear. Yep. I got a joke I'm, I'm, I'm going to do during the tour. I won't say it all, but it builds up on the idea of us being judgmental of other countries without looking at the issues that we have within our own. Mm. And looking at countries saying they're behind, where actually, if you look at where we were 50 years ago, we are where they were. And we thought that, well, it's 50 years ago, you can't hold us to that standard. Yeah. You can, because there were other countries that they themselves looked to us going, you lot are behind. Yeah. <laughs> England is, 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 is okay. It's not bad, it's not good, but it's got its pros and cons like everywhere does. Suella's pandering. Mm. October last year, what did she say? The British people deserve to know which party is serious about stopping the invasion of our southern coast. Wow, that's it. <laughs> See the words she uses. Mm. She's using the words all those far rights get emboldened by. Invasion. Invasion. Yeah. Invasion of our south coast. Uh, and she has to, she keeps coming back having to apologize. Oh man. I don't want to keep reading, man. Yeah. Good riddance, man. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen to her next? I'm a celebrity. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that. What? I think there'll be channels like, like GB News that will happily oh, take yes. her on board. Of course, yes. Happily take her on board. Yep. She is, again, she's a mouthpiece for the far right. Yeah. Whilst treading the line of being just right. Yeah. There are, and a lot of the people on GB News and on other channels can come across that way. Be the, be... Again, they're allowed to have their views, but they go on the platform already knowing that they have one view stuck to one side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that's against that, I'm not going to say just GB News. There's many other platforms that do it mm -hmm. as well. But they, they're not neutral. They're not up for a conversation. They're up for saying, we already know what our mind is. If you don't think like this, you're just being left and woke. Mm. The same way the woke have that. The left and woke. If you don't have, if you don't think like us, then you're just far right and you're, and you're, anti or xenophobic and stuff there's nuance in everything i say i hate that word so much well, <laughs> woke. do you know what it's been co-opted in such a negative way yeah, yeah woke used to be a word that people used to use when it, especially it, again it's us black yeah black people in america use the word woke of being awake like it's more so in the idea of being awake to what's really going on with our people yeah right yeah. then it got co-opted again let's be real you're a white man. Mm. When you hear a white guy say, I'm woke, how cringe does it sound to you? Yeah, it's pretty cringe. Bro, it's, it's cringe when I hear like, black brothers and sisters say it now, yeah, yeah. but I know where it came from. Yeah. Woke came from the whole struggle of like, we are like blind to what society's doing. Yeah. Stay woke. That was our phrase. Yeah. Not ours, but African American. Oh yeah, no, stay woke. Like, yeah, that's a thing. Like, that's African American. And, it's, and the symbol of stay woke is a fist. A black fist. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's been co-opted in so many ways that if you are now not thinking very liberally, Mm. you're not woke yeah and i don't like the use of it that way but that's the thing there's nuance on both sides you could be woke one way mm -hmm. you could be right one way but people don't want to discuss what like let's be honest chris rock said this mm. some things i'm liberal liberal about some things i'm conservative about yeah do you see what i'm saying mm. yeah i don't know man it's it's uh i think she's gonna end up on one of those channels because she is a, a mouthpiece. Like. A mouthpiece for this kind of topic. Yeah. She's great at being able to rile up people to talk to um, the public and say all the heinous things that a small percentage of that public that will come out and vote for you for. See, that's the thing. When you, If you can embolden 10% of the public, but get 99% of them to vote, that that is more valuable than getting 90% of the public to go, oh, we kind of like what you're saying, but it's yeah. so... It's so soft that only 1% of them vote. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 
99% of 10 is 9.9, right? Mm. 1% of 90 is nine. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's more, when you've got more loyal, dedicated fans that love you, whether it be entertainment or it may be in like politics, they come out in droves to yeah. vote for you and to buy your tickets to do that. When you're just being the person that's trying to pander and appeal to everybody, mm. everybody just kind of likes you because you're only talking a little bit about it. But once you dive into that one thing, bro, Kate Hopkins. Oh yeah. Dedicated fan base. Oh yeah. Dedicated fan base, right? On the other side of Kate Hopkins, you have, um, who can I say is on the other side? I want to be careful with who I pick. Yeah. These are people that often I have to, I fuck up with. <laughs> <laughs> I can be very careful. Now there's a, there's a comedian runs a night as well. And I was tempted to apply for his night, but he is very much on GB news a lot. Like, I oh, think I know he, who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know was, exactly who you're talking about. I was tempted to apply, but then I was like, Oh wait, that's that guy who's got those. Yeah. I might give that one a miss. I say do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, I say, you do learn something, I won't say his name, but I checked in on one of my friends who's a comedian. He mm. is considered to be seen as far right. Not far right, right wing, but yes. not far right. Yeah. Let me make that very clear. <laughs> um, he's got a podcast with another person who it really gets on people's nerves, the stuff that they talk about and how. Mm. But I know him as a comedian. I know mm. him as a person. Sometimes I feel he gets in the podcast. I don't like what he says on there, but he has the right to say what he has to say. I have the right to not like it. Yeah. His values, I don't think match what he talks about on the pod, but he does it because it emboldens the fans that like it. Mm. I think that's fake, but take that away. As a comic, he's, he's, he's cool. And yeah. he's always, he's looked out for me before I've looked out for him. And Sam told me, checking on him, right? I was born and raised in the church. Well, I wasn't born in the church, obviously, but I was raised in the church when I was a kid. Bro, Jesus loved everybody. Yeah. So for me, checking on people, whether it be someone who's hateful, sometimes checking on them with love or someone who's actually nice, checking on them with love as well. You're supposed to do that both ways. You'd have to agree with them. And sometimes you have to buck, like, buck up with them and say what you're doing is wrong. Often you have to do that yeah, from your perspective, but I still checked in on him. And there was, like, I would say if you felt to do the show, but you don't like his politics, you're, you're now, you have the right to do that or not mm. do that. I think you're now robbing yourself of the opportunity to go on that platform and talk to that audience who they also may not share his views. Mm. Some of those people just came for comedy. Yeah. Other of those people like him, other people don't even like his politics, but they just enjoy the comedy that he might bring on. Like there's so many different avenues to consider. Mm. I'll, I said this to my manager once, obviously I'm being hyperbolic when I say this. He asked me about performing in difficult room. Like the dance, there was a, it was a corporate and it was a huge dance floor. And he said, are you all right performing? It might be a bit awkward and uncomfortable because you're going to be a long way away from the audience. I said, bro, you could put me in a room with KKK rally to perform. <laughs> Obviously I'm being hyperbolic, <laughs> yeah. right? Someone's going to snip that. Or he wants to perform for KKK. No, it's not. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But like for me, I perform because... I don't, I, I don't care how difficult the crowd is. I'll try to find a wave and, and that little nuance to find something that I can make funny. I don't like your values. I don't like what you think. You don't like me. You're nasty people, mm. but I'm not gonna, I've, I've had people, all right, let me tell you a story. I had, I, I obviously, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't perform at rally, but I'm just, obviously it's me being hyperbolic about just, <laughs> I don't care how uncomfortable the room is. I don't need it to be all me yeah. in that, if that makes sense. Um, there was a guy that when I worked at 
I'll say the company. I went to PGR for a little bit. Mm. Years ago. I won't say which site. I won't say which guy. But he was known to be very openly like prejudiced. I think he was, we was only like 20, 21. People would say he was racist for the words that he would use in the rhetoric he would say. Yeah. But I wouldn't know, like speaking, like hearing him, it doesn't even seem like he has a reason to be racist. He just was never around anyone else because he was part of, in the part of England where his family owned a, owned a funeral home. So he's around dead bodies. Mm. And he only picks up what he knows about black people from the news. Right. So which, as we know what the news is like, can <laughs> make us seem negative. <laughs> When people tell me, oh, he ain't good. I was one of the only black boys. I was the only black boy at PGL. There was a young black girl that was there as well. Like, oh yeah, you're not gonna like it. Him because he hates black people. I said, why? Don't know, he just doesn't like you lot. I said, fine. I'm gonna have to buck up with him. We had to do training together. It's an outdoor activity center for kids. I got to take them to a class where they got to do rock climbing and stuff like that. I talked to him. You could see he was anti really trying to get to know me. But it felt like America History X. Yeah. When we're in this environment, you can see your auntie something. Don't know why. When I'm talking to him and having to get to know him properly and so on, by training with all these people, he doesn't dislike us. He just has a very ignorant perspective. But everybody else heard it and was like, he's racist. Mm. His views were very prejudiced. I will never make excuses for them. Yeah. Some of the rhetoric I think he thinks was nasty. He met me. We spoke. I stand my ground. I ask him, what's your problem with black people? I hear, I hear in the news. And as soon as I heard him say, I hear in the news, that's what it is. Yeah. Where it's coming from is you don't know none of us. You're going by what you're told. It's not an excuse, but also on the other side, he never grew up with anyone like, in those, he was like middle of England, up north, village. Mm. Worked in when we where we worked. At PGL was a village. Didn't know no one. <laughs> I won't make excuses for his ignorance. I do believe that it's on you to learn. Yeah. But why? Ha but why would someone know it's time to learn if they never are in the room with anybody that gives them the opportunity to go? Maybe I should learn. Yeah. Like I don't need to learn. Me right now, I don't need to learn. Why kites fly? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm not around kites. I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? But as soon as it becomes a conversation, I'd look into it and maybe I would be wrong about what I learned. That's what I could say. Yeah. I'm not going to relate racism to kites because it's different or prejudice yeah. to kites. But what I did realize is that he never really had the opportunity to have to be around anyone to have to learn anything different. So he just grew with what he knew. We never became good friends. But I could talk to him and bust joke with him yeah. because probably in his mind, or he's one of the good ones, which is a stupid thing to think. Yeah. But nonetheless, I'm also somebody, if I felt, and I'm very verbal about this, <laughs> and I did, I did not put it on him, but I was very much a person where you'd know I would swing. Yeah. If I feel like you're saying something disrespectful to me, it's not a conversation if we've had a conversation. It's, it's a, we're fighting. I don't care if I lose. You're going to feel a punch to your face. Yeah because I, don't feel, I feel like what you said was out of order. And I'm very open about that. Mm -hmm. And I never had an issue with him after. And I never heard him say anything. It was other people telling me stuff that he was saying. Yeah. Those little jokes and stuff. I don't know. But yeah, he's, he's definitely, if, I'm, if I had to wager a guest though, without seeing him for many years, he's probably got an EDL as well. <laughs> he was probably there on Sunday. <laughs> I remember his name, what he looked like. I just remember he was at, at PGL, where I used to go.
<laughs> and, I, and it weren't PGL. It wasn't hit them that yeah. hired a bad guy. He was just somebody who, who was his mentality was. We meet, we know people like that all the time. Yeah, that who's just they got an ignorant thing about different cultures they don't get to experience. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 man. It's such a weird topic. This man. It's so we shouldn't be in 2023 hearing a, uh, a politician, mm. right? And do you know what I'm actually going to say? Hearing a woman be judgmental about people based on where they are or who they are, and a woman who's an immigrant. Yeah. Because I'm sure she, when she got into position, many people were looking at her, you're a woman in power. Oh, for sure. You're yeah. going to, they looked at their previous examples, Thatcher, Trust, and they just mm. don't have any, like, they don't have any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you'd like to think that, wow, excuse me, that was gas belt. <laughs> you'd like to think that a, a woman, a woman who is child of immigrants would know how to conduct herself that no one's going to, that that she doesn't have to pander yeah. to get everyone to like her, to especially to the point of being disrespectful to everything she is. She's an immigrant or a child of brother. She's a child of an immigrant. That's disrespect to your parents by saying, we don't need people to come over here and cross our borders. Mm. You're invading us. You're a child of immigrants. You're also a woman in a position where I know many men that you embolden look at you as a woman like you're not good enough in the position. You're, who are you? Oh, who are you trying to get to vote for you, man? Crazy. Anyway, go get a job, Sue. <laughs> go get a job, man. Go get a job. If I see you in a tent, man, I'm, I'm throwing that tent away. <laughs> Respectfully. Yeah, man. We talked a lot about that. Let's move on. What's next? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, as I said, like she could end up here. Probably not this year. I think the lineup's been confirmed. Yeah, speaking. Yeah, this is kind of on the side of what we've been discussing. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. 2023 lineup unveiled as stars head to the jungle. Firstly, shout out to my guy, Baba Tunde Aleshe. He was in the jungle last year. Yes, I watched really, really well. Now he came out, he went on tour. He's still touring. Tour's huge. Um, so it did well for him. Um, to even be in that space. Uh, and I'm sure the people that are here, uh, that when they come out, people they get to know who they are and more about them and so on. But this this lineup is ridiculous in my eyes. Let's firstly start with, with we won't start with a big name as a Brit. <laughs> Britney Spears' sister, go up. His name Je Jesse or Jenny? Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn, that's it, Jamie Lynn Spears. Sister to Britney reckons her ability to not let anything hurt her feelings will help her cope with the jungle snakes, rats, and no one cares about Britney Spears' sister. Let's be 100% clear here. Let's just be 100% clear here. Nobody cares about Britney Spears' sister. No one's gone. I wonder what it would be like to spend some time with Britney Spears' sister. <laughs> There's a, she's getting a lot of hate, you know? Like, I think they're... Um, between Why? She's responsible for a lot of Britney's downfall, if you will. Oh, was she? Yeah, she's like, I don't know the full ins and outs of it, but she is like, I'm wearing these shorts are tight. Right? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, man, I feel like a lot of green this show. It's all right. Let me switch the camera too. Nah, right, nah, there we go. Let me readjust. Let me just move and readjust certain things right now. Hit me. All right. Yeah, Jamie Lynn. So obviously, like Britney Spears had the old. Um, you know, I believe her dad's had the rights to her music for years. I believe her sister yeah. was part of that. Like, Oh, is it? And I think it was only recently where Britney managed to get the rights for her yeah, stuff Yeah, yeah. She came out of conservatorship and then she was able to get her um, 
Master's back. Yeah, but Jamie, I believe, sided with her dad or was responsible for Britney not receiving much of that what she would um that she should have. It's yeah, it's a bit of a sticky situation. But yeah, she got a lot of hate online and a lot of like the comments that you see about I'm a celebrity is oh I'm gonna make Jamie Lynn do every trial. So yeah, I don't think she's you gonna mean, be a popular one. Of all the people on on this year's I'm yeah. a celebrity, Jamie's the one they want to make do all the trials. Yes. I, that's that's no. <laughs> Jamie's not the one that I want to see do trials. Oh I no. Don't, I don't really watch this show. But Jamie's not the one I'm thinking about. But yeah, do you know what? Jamie, to be fair, um, they probably got her on now because the book just came out as well. Yes. Britney's book. And there's going to be stuff in Britney's book which is going to talk about Jamie and talk about Britney and talk about the conservatorship, talk about her dad, all the relationship stuff. This is like, well, off the back of the book, mm. we've got Jamie in here and Jamie's going to do well to keep talking about Britney. Yeah. If their relationship isn't good, like they don't talk. So if their relationship isn't good, you're going to get all the juicy stuff that Britney said, yeah, yeah. but from Jamie's perspective, yeah, yeah, and that's not going to be positive. They did a lot of that in Big Brother as well. They always get like ex-girlfriends, ex-wives of like certain yeah, celebrities. Yeah, Just they so they get like that. a little bit of gossip. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not great. All right. So Sam Thompson. Yeah, man. Sam Thompson made in Chelsea's. Sam Thompson readily admits he doesn't know how he will cope sleeping outdoors after being forced to quit a recent trial <laughs> camping trip. Uh, Sam's all right, man. TV personality and he's a radio DJ. Who's next? Josie Gibson. Josie Gibson from oh, from this morning. Yeah. Oh, big up. All right, you know, I mean, that's she's gonna bring a little bit of class to it, I reckon. Who's that? Oh, Fred. So he is. He does. Fred who? Uh, I'm going to pronounce this. Siriex? Is that? That's, that's I don't know who that is. He is with Gordon, Gino, and Fred. That's He's Fred, effectively. So he's like the... the sh uh, oh, he's the first dates. Well, he's on first dates. I don't watch first dates, sorry. But he is very much Fred in Gino, <laughs> Gordon, and Fred. That's how I know him. But yeah, it could be interesting. Okay. Uh, who we got next? Oh, Nella. Nella Rose, YouTuber. Yeah, man. I've seen... Nella Rose has just been climbing and climbing recently, man. Crazy. Kudos to her. Um, hold on, stop. Nella Rose, uh, she said she's going to keep morals and humour high. I'm going to run a super class every morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, Nella. Yeah, she's like a YouTuber. She's been on like like loads of stuff with, um, I want to say, not Link Up TV. Um, she probably done stuff with Link Up as well. Yeah. Um, oh my God, channels are going out my head. Comedy. She's worked a lot with like Young Philly Chunks, those kind oh, of right. that, those kind of YouTubers. Yeah, and, the Beta Squad and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. the social media kind of stars. Yeah. Um, she's good, man. She's funny. Well done to her, man. Big up. Well, now, this is the one that everyone is like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> we went from Suella to Nigel Farage, <laughs> GB News hosty, GB News. Yeah, and former MEP Nigel Farage is entering the jungle. Do you know what really gets on my nerves about this, right? Yeah. It's, it's a wave now, isn't it? Matt Hancock was there last oh, yeah, year. Yeah. Right? That was just weird. No. Awkward. Bro, Matt, I, ugh. It's grim. I find it, it's almost like a way people, like, they try and use it as a way to try to clear their name a bit. Yeah. Or like, you know, I was expecting to see like Philip Schofield or something on it. Like, because it's almost like an opportunity for them to like, not like, Row as a person, but like it's almost like here's what the public here's what they really are like yeah, in the public yeah. eye. Oh, I don't know, man. The whole Matt Hancock thing was pretty grim. But Matt Matt Hancock was obviously off the back of what was going on. The fact that he got paid to go in there, yeah, wild. Farage is the same. The fact he's gonna he's gonna get paid to be in there. Oh, for sure, wild. Yeah, for sure, right. And I don't know where they they probably get their money. It's ITV, so they get their money off of advertising, mm -hmm. right? 
But even still, there's a part of us that feels like it's coming out of our money as well. Mm. It just feels like it. <laughs> Whether it be like taxpayers' money that are also invest into this, who knows? But I do believe it's mainly advertising because it's ITV, yeah. not BBC. Yeah. But nonetheless, man, wild. Nigel Farage, I don't even... I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of Nigel, obviously. But if you put Nigel and Matt next to each other, Nigel's got more charisma. Yeah. he's 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 the one who... He's almost the unlikable, like nasty Nick of first big brother. Yeah, yeah. He's unlikable because he's a nasty guy, mm. but he gets by because he knows how to be nasty in a funny or entertaining way. Yeah. That's going to be Nigel in the jungle. And he's, he's Teflon. Like you have to be Teflon to be him. Mm. He's been Teflon. People don't like him and he's always still up and smiling. Yeah. Look at the picture that you got of him there. Look at him. He's happy. <laughs> He's happy in a I'm constipated way. <laughs> All right, scroll up. Who else is on I'm a Celeb? Grace Dent, food critic from MasterChef UK. All right. Uh, not really clued up on Grace Dent. Who else is here? Marvin Humes. We know who Marvin Humes is from JLS. Uh, um, oh, wow. I did not know he was in that. That's, that's crazy. You didn't know Marvin Hughes? Oh, no, I, I know who Marvin Hughes <laughs> Wait, is. Sorry. You didn't know Marvin Hughes was in JLS? <laughs> yeah, no. You knew he was in JLS? Oh, yeah. But you yeah, didn't yeah. know he was in the jungle? The jungle, yeah. Sorry. Marvin and Rochelle, beautiful couple, man. Yes, yeah. Always smiling. Always, They seem so good together, those two. Mm. Um, yeah, Marvin Humes. I ain't got nothing to say. Big up Marvin. Daniel Harold. Wait, hold on. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> now I'm getting it wrong. It's not her. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Let me. You're not going to fix some juicy story. I used to link her. Nah. It's no. <laughs> nothing came out like that. No, 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 no. Let me see. Hold on. Danielle Harold, yeah? Ah, uh, that was nasty. Sorry. Danielle. Why do I recognize her? I'm not with EastEnders in years. Yeah, no, I don't recognize. Okay. Is she one of the new, she's one of the new ones. She's young, isn't she? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's, I'm yeah. I'm familiar with her myself. Don't really know, nah, I was trying to figure out. I'm there, I was hoping, if it was like an old EastEnders character, like Cat or something, then I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, she was the one, oh, sorry, spoilers, but she was the one, I believe, that had the storyline where she was like terminally ill on EastEnders recently. Oh, is it? Yeah, that, I think that's, so obviously she's gone off EastEnders and gone in the jungle. Yeah, yeah, she was terminally ill then, I'm guessing, it seems like it's happened and yeah, scroll up. Nick Picard. Know him? I don't watch Hollyoaks. Nah, I've, I've never seen an episode of Hollyoaks in my life. Sorry. <laughs> Let me Google again. Nick Picard. <laughs> you don't watch Hollyoaks? No, I've never. That used to be like the cool one when we were younger. Bro, I it came out. So bad with soaps. I used to watch Brookside back when I was little, you know. Yeah, that's but, bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bad yeah, girls bad. as well, by the way. That was great. That's bad. Oh, God. Oh, wow. He looks so much younger in that picture. Nick Picard, 48 years old. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Oh, wow. All right. Keep scrolling. Oh, that's all of them. Oh, that's all of them. Yeah. All right. Well done to all the people going into the jungle. Well done to you. I won't be watching. <laughs> I don't watch it. I don't. Like, <laughs> no, I see clips. When Bubble was on last year, I yeah. would watch clips. Oh, right. It's funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? That's my guy. Yeah. And hearing every, for me, hearing everyone else talk about him mm. was like, I don't even watch the show, but I want to be up on what everyone else sees because I know him yeah. personally. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me check this out. Yeah, that's sick. Like, that's what I mean when I say that it really boosted his, like, mm. his um, popularity. Yeah. 
right? Because it's not just he wasn't, he was popular before, but to people that knew who he was. Yeah. But when you're on a show like this, everyone around you knows who yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. So sure. hearing people at random, like, yo, I've come to your show and I remember you and Bubba did a show or whatever. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, we're watching him on the show. Yeah. And I feel like I'd missed out on some bits. Mm. So I'd be like catching up on clips and stuff to see what he was saying. It's when he spoke to like, um, to uh, Hancock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just yeah. being real, innit? Yeah, like, yeah, I loved yeah. it, man. <laughs> All right, what we got next? What we got next? Uh, right, I guess we'll go for this one. Let's go for this one, actually. Sorry. No problem. I'm going to get a swig of this drink. Uh, I'm tired, man. It's kicking in. Yeah, I bet. Are you you still going to the gym after this as well? No, no, I'm not going to the gym today. <laughs> I'm going to say. Tomorrow morning. Go this is... Oh, do you know what? I love this. Yeah. Mm. Gordon Ramsay, 57, and wife Tana, 49, become parents again. Gordon Ramsay, this 49-year-old cookery book author wife Tana announced the birth of their son on Saturday with the star calling the newborn's arrival an amazing birthday present. Shouts to Gordon and to Tana. Congratulations. Um, what's, I got nothing negative to say about this. No, no. But I'm sure many people are like, you're 49, she's older, should she be having a baby? Yeah. I'm all for it. No, I agree. Al Pacino's, I think, had a kid quite recently. That's different. Well. And you know yeah, that's different yeah, to oh, stop. Yeah. Very much so. Al Pacino <laughs> had, a ba- had a child with somebody who was 29 years old. Oh, I did yes. not know that. That's all right. That changed everything. I Google did. Al Pacino's age, and we'll go back to this in a second. <laughs> Google Al Pacino's age, right? And then Google the, the 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 age of the girl who had a child with him. So Al Pacino, eighty three years wow. old. Wow! Oh, I didn't even know he was there. Hold on, here we go. Uh, he has a son, Roman, with his producer girlfriend, Nor, who is fifty four years younger than he is. Fifty four from eighty three is twenty nine, I believe. Am I right? I think so. My yeah. math is terrible. 54 from 83 is 29. So yeah, that's why everyone was like wild. Wow. I didn't know Al Pacino was 83 as well, by the way. That's crazy. No? No. Yeah, man. Al Pacino is a is an old man. Oh man, that's sad. That's a... The old man. I I can't... On the one hand, 89 and 23... Sorry, 83 and 29. If I had a daughter who's 29 years old, like, and I'm assuming I wouldn't be... I'd be in my 50s. Mm. Maybe 60s, right? Yeah. Doing the maths now would be 60s, <laughs> right? But I don't want no one older than me, old enough to maybe, that maybe be my dad, yep. have a child with my daughter. <laughs> so from that angle, I'm like, that's a bit much. But on the other angle, I've got friends who are like that. Yeah. I got I, There's one couple, I won't say who they are, right? But they have a lovely relationship. And their age difference is like 20 years, I think it is. Mm, yeah. Still great. They're still phenomenal as a couple, right? Uh, they've been together for many, many years. He adores her. She adores him. They got together when both of them were older and of legal age. Um, it does feel, you could see like initially how a gap might be like, whoa. But then some people don't grow up as fast. Like you get somebody who's like 40 who still carries like a 30 year old. You get some people that are 20 that carry like they're 30 yeah. and they just meet at a point where their relationship is like, we are of similar age. I think 54 years is a lot. Yeah, I agree. 54 years. Now me being, me going into respectfully mode, <laughs> Al Pacino's thing still work, man. Big up yourself. Like, 83 years old, I thought you'd be shooting dust, bro. Well done, you can still, still laying it down, man. Well done to you, respectfully. Ling it down. Them man, be shit, shit. You know when you let out air from a balloon, but you did it like that. <laughs> tss, tss, tss. That's what I'd expect to come out from Al Pacino. Yeah. 
<laughs> Bruv, Al Pacino's been old since I was young. Do you yeah, understand? Yeah, I get that. I'd never known Al Pacino, even when he did Scarface. Yeah, he was right? old. Then. Old, bruv. Yeah, 40, 50. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Al Pacino's <laughs> been old. Some people have never been young. Morgan Freeman, Al Pacino, uh, Michael Caine. They've never been young. <laughs> Al Pacino been old. So, well done for still shooting, bruv. They, I don't know what, I don't know what that looks like. He must have to just lay there. <laughs> Now his uh, hip, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't even. <laughs> what are you, like, like I've imagine when you were like younger, yeah. and you were like, yeah, I can, I got energy. Yeah, that was let's say ten years ago. <laughs> Your age now? Do you have the energy you had ten years ago? Nah, so we're not, not even that old. We're in our thirties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I'm literally, I'm yeah, I'm thirty-one. So that's, yeah, thirty-one. I'm still thirty-five. Yeah. I mean, my energy is. Definitely lower than 10 years ago. <laughs> However, I could still look at that time and go out like, I got it, but not like 10 years ago yeah. where, <gasps> you know what I mean? <laughs> you, like all you have to do is smell perfume. <laughs> you know what I mean? 83. It's <laughs> Al Pacino is 83 years old, right? <laughs> smell perfume. That man is smelling penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about that has excited him to get busy the way that he should be able to if he's going to be a dad. All right, go back to um, Gordon. 49 years old. I want to know if the birth was, he said birth, was it how natural was it? And like, because 49 is, is considered to be a geriatric pregnancy. Mm. I think it's amazing that they were able to do that. 49. Does it say? No, it doesn't say if it's... Um... We love you so much. A couple quickly congratulated by a celebrity friend. Doesn't and say how it was born, unfortunately. Nah, I think it said birth. Yeah. So I don't know if IVF was or if it was natural, but whatever. Well done to you, man. Big up. I think that's amazing. Mm, yeah. Congratulations, man. Wow. 50, and they're close together in age. So they're going to, they're both going to struggle with chasing after like when their kid gets to like 12 and want to play football or something. Yeah. Even the mum's going to be 61 at those ages, right? 12 and 61. And dad's going to be like 69 or something. Jeez, that's crazy. Give me the ball. <laughs> Give me the ball gets kicked to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go, son. But yeah, all right, let's keep it pushing. What's next? All right, well, we'll say, right? So Gordon Ramsay described his last, the, the birth of his kid as a whopper. So I feel like this might bring me nicely into the next thing. So uh, you've got Good Burger 2 coming out. I don't know if you're a fan of Keenan and Kel. Yeah, I do. Oh, sh hold on. And also Kel, uh, you need to get get up Kel Thompson. He got admitted to hospital recently oh, as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. Shout out to Keenan and Kel. I love Keenan and Kel growing up. Oh, so it's Kel Mitchell. Yeah, Kel, not Kel Thompson, Kel Mitchell and Keenan Thompson here. Kel Mitchell, apologies. Shout out to Keenan and Kel. Yeah, you got admitted to hospital. Not sure what for. Oh, wow. I'll be honest, Good Burger 1 was cool when I was a kid. Good Burger 2, the answer is no. Yeah, I you don't. just... Mm. I don't need a Good Burger 2. <laughs> I love Keenan from doing all the SNL sketches. Mm -hmm. he's, um, he's great when he appears in movies as well. Yeah. Right? Needing a Good Burger 2, I think it's for the kids. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kel Mitchell details health scare that led to hospitalization. My arm and my leg was numb. Oh, man. He's back home. He's on the way to recovery. Shouts to Kel 
Mitchell, uh, love and light and get to a good place, man. Because, yeah, Kel's not old. He's, he's only in his 40s. Yeah. And he's pretty healthy. He looks in great shape. Yeah. Happy. Yeah, I know he went through it for a while. He was on, um, years ago, he was on, um, I think, drugs and alcohol. Oh, and really? Stuff. Oh, yeah. There yeah. was always a rumor going around that he'd passed away like ages. And I had to keep telling people he's not dead. Like he's he was in Kanye yet. West All Falls Down video. He's the limo driver. I had yeah. to keep telling people I that. I remember. Like, yeah. He's, it was in his 20s that he was on the stuff. Oh, right. Cleaned himself up. Now he's a man of God. He's in the church, married, devoted wife. Sorry, devoted husband, devoted father. Mm. Love watching him on social media because you just see the love in everything he does. He's on the kids program yeah. as well as one of the older people in the kids program. He's still very Kel, like Keenan and Kel. Yeah, yeah. Um, him and Keenan didn't get along for a while as well. Yeah, no, I but heard they about rekindled. that. Mm back just like they never left yeah so well done to them man i won't i don't think i'll if i see good burger it's kind of like when i watch space jam the second one yeah uh i watch it when i i'll watch it at some point mm. yeah. like good burger too yeah but i'm not out here trying to watch it heavy <laughs> so it's, it's just for nostalgia in it really i think yeah yeah but i feel like the nostalgia of old programs like that there's only some things you can like bring back like when they did if you brought back, when they tried to bring back Coming to America 2, mm. the nostalgia initially was like, oh, I watched this. And then I watched it and I should have canceled my Amazon Prime subscription <laughs> in that moment. Coming to America 2 was <laughs> terrible. Oh, really? <laughs> terrible. I don't know anyone that enjoyed it. Yeah. And anyone that did. I, I I won't talk to them. I don't trust you <laughs> in anything that you do. You are nothing to me. <laughs> Comedy sequels like that drive me a bit insane, really, because I was a big fan, still a big fan, Dumb and Dumber. I think it's like one of the best comedy films made. Yeah, but they it, made was, a, it was great. They made a Dumb and Dumber 2. 95, was, I think it came out, right? Yeah, about that. And yeah, they made about a Dumb then, and Dumber yeah. 2. And oh, it, that was- it's I never terrible. watched number two. I didn't want to. Nah. I didn't want to ruin my image of how number one was. Mm. Like- Sequels that take like 10, 15, 20 years to come by yeah. without a good reason often fail. Yeah. Some are good, mm -hmm. but I can't even think at the top of my head which one came out 10, 20 years later that was as good, if not better than the first. Yeah, yeah. It'll come to mind. Yeah, go on, what's next? Next one, swiftly moving on to games. Okay, so this is the geeky section. If you are listening <laughs> and you don't like games, right? <laughs> Still stick around. I'm going to tell you why. Because we're talking a game which is just, it don't matter if you like gaming or not, it's iconic. Grand Theft Auto. But number six. Yep. Mm. Long awaited. Bruv, Grand Theft Auto 5 mm -hmm. has been on the PS3, <laughs> the PS4, the PS5. That is spanned over 10 years generationally. Yeah. What else are we talking about? Uh, Xbox, Xbox 360. Xbox Series Xbox X. One. Oh, yeah. That's it. Xbox Series X. X and Series S. PC as well. Oh. Three generations. <laughs> they ripped, they took every penny out of everyone for GTA 5. Oh, yeah. Now they have the announcement of GTA 6. Yep. Mm. Um, read this out just from the, what it says. The message from Rockstar Games who make Grand Theft Auto. This message came out a few days ago. What does the message say? The message says... Next month marks the 25th anniversary of Rockstar Games. Well done. <laughs> Thanks to the incredible support of our players worldwide, we have had the opportunity to create games we are truly passionate about. 
Without you, none of this would be possible. And we are so grateful to all of you for sharing this journey with us. You're welcome. I bought the games. I played it for five minutes. I sell it back. Go on. In 1998, Rockstar Games was founded on the idea that video games could come to be essential to culture as any form of entertainment. And we hope that we have created games you love in our efforts to be part of that evolution. Good. We are very excited to let you know that in early December, we will release the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto. We look forward to many more years of sharing these experiences with you. Thank you, Sam Hauser. Good. Shouts to them. But that trailer... <laughs> two things are going to happen, right? <laughs> One, the expectations of Grand Theft Auto 6 are so high, the trailer's mm. going to disappoint. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be enough. We've been waiting for Grand Theft Auto 6. I say we, the proverbial we, have been waiting for Grand Theft Auto <laughs> 6 so long that that trailer cannot, by any means, deliver to the level of the expectation needed for people to feel like it was worth the wait. Yeah. There is no trailer that could fulfill that urge that trailer that you that has to be a 50 minute gameplay trailer <laughs> for people to be happy <laughs> yeah. and the game has to allow you yeah to get in the game <laughs> by watching the trailer and be a part of the characters <laughs> in that moment obviously we have we're not there yet in technology mm. but yo <laughs> i'm sorry it's been such a long wait. We've been waiting for Grand Theft Auto. How long has the PlayStation 5 been out? They come out in 20... 20. We're 2023, so 2021, I think. Yeah, around that. Google, just to double check. People were hoping before the PlayStation 5 came out that... 2021? 2020. PlayStation 5 came out in 2020? Yeah. Has it been that long already? November 2020. That was when it first started coming out, yeah. Then it like... Christmas, yeah, November 20. So it's, it's been its anniversary just recently, November. Yeah. It's three years. I thought it was two years. Three years that it's been up. So you can imagine people are hoping for a next gen Grand Theft Auto, which would be Grand Theft Auto 6 mm. in 2020. And it never came out. It's been three years of the PlayStation <laughs> 5's life cycle. No Grand Theft, Auto, Grand Theft Auto 6. Even when it was on PlayStation 4, by the end of the cycle, we were hoping for a Grand Theft Auto 6 to bring in to the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 era. Mm. Nothing came out. <laughs> Google when Grand Theft Auto 5 came out. I think I might know this on the top of my head. I'm Go going on. to say 2012? No, 2013, I think. 2013? Oh, damn. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm going to say 2013. Oh, 2013. Nice. I know my stuff. <laughs> so Grand Theft Auto has been out 10 years. Grand Theft Auto 5. Jeez. 10 years. We've had the remaster, we've had Grand Theft Auto Online, where people just play online like it's Free Guy. <laughs> oh, we had Red Dead 2 as well in that time. We've had Red Dead 2. We've had Red yeah. Dead 2 remaster about to come out. <laughs> Not remaster, um, Red Dead on a uh, Switch. Yes. Like, this game has taken way too long to come out. So, let me. I said there's a leak that's been that's given a glimpse. Let me see this picture. It's just a picture of the city. Yeah, five, yeah. Did you, did you ever see the leaks that came out? Rockstar were very quick to shut it all down. No, I never saw any. Oh, I don't know if I want to spoil it for you, but there was like basically someone, uh, a kid from London, actually, I think he's like 18 years old. He hacked into Rockstar and he got all their assets and all that and he leaked all the Grand Theft Auto 6 stuff. So like there was like a bit of an uproar about it because obviously people now know who the characters are, what the gameplay is sort of like. Yeah. And Rockstar, if you try and look for it online, you have, yeah, you're going to have a hard time because Take Two or... Rockstar, they've done very well to get it Oh, yeah, down. Rockstar, uh, when it comes to games, they're like Marvel money when it comes to, f like, leaks and being protective of all their stuff. Yeah. You, I mean, once it's out on the internet, you can't really truly get rid of it. That's a, 
that's a good. Uh, is that a picture? That, of it? that was a picture of the footage. Oh, the rendering on that looks dope. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah, with ninety videos, it's crazy. But yeah, he got in um, in trouble. <laughs> I just seen the test in the advert there, but never mind. You see the advert test. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's. If that's what's happened where people leak it out there, I can understand Rockstar going, we're getting rid of these leaks because they got that they got that money and influence to do so. So Yeah. Well done to them for releasing it finally. I predict it will come out in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming out right away, man. We yeah. know that. Or we'll be getting ready for his next tour by the time this comes out. Right, next tour. <laughs> we get ready for my child's tour. <laughs> move to I would have moved to America or something by then or Canada, who knows? <laughs> well shouts to them man well done talk to me what's next what's next what's I left next? you with the list because you put up one thing I was talking about Suella firstly oh, yeah, yeah. and I already talked about Buster in the concert talked about what happened in the week with going to Scotland um, there was one thing I got actually I'll send it to you yeah yeah there's one little bit that I had um, it's not really a big big topic but I saw a funny video yeah that <laughs> when I saw it I was in bits uh, i shouldn't have laughed as hard as i did because i wouldn't want that to be me i wonder if it's the same video i don't think you got this video oh right but i'll send it to the to the thing right now um i don't think you got this video but it's a scenario so imagine there was a guy who um replied to a comment of a picture that was on social media oh yeah right to give context uh, you know the artist YG? Yes. So YG. Oh. Do you see this? I've seen it. I've seen it. All right. I'm going to tell everybody while I send this to the laptop, right? <laughs> YG uh, is a music artist. He was at some venue and there was a girl who works in there, a woman who was dancing. Uh, I assume she's one of the strippers for the venue or an exotic dancer, whatever you like to call her. So what happens is, is that he takes a picture of her with like everybody else in the club. And when he takes that picture, he posts it up. In the comments of that picture, so pause that, don't play it yet. In the comments of that picture uh, is the guy who apparently is the mother of this, of this woman's child. <laughs> he goes in the comments and he goes, yo, that's my baby mama, N-word. Take this down now on YG's page. <laughs> But the thing is, I'm not putting that picture up because it's raw. Yeah, I was a bit shocked when I saw it. I was like, whoa. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of guys zoomed in. A lot of guys zoomed into this picture. <laughs> Yo. Very attractive woman. But the baby mother of this, of this, the baby father of this woman. <laughs> she's obviously an exotic dancer. She's on a pole. Yeah. That's her work, right? And I don't shame people for the work that they do like this, you know, your sex worker or is that a dancer. That's, it's not what I would choose to do, but if that's what you do, do your thing. She basically, the guy's gone on the post and said, take the picture down to YG. Yeah. YG ain't taking it down. So he's done this, he's, he's, he's done a video which I need you to play this. Turn it right up, please. Go on. I'm going to try to keep this short and whatnot. Um, a lot of y'all already know what's going on and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? If you've been on IG lately. Um, but this is a message for YG. 
um, and whatnot. And from a real one to a real one, man, I'm asking that you please take my baby mama, you know what I mean, off your IG with her, you know, picture of her busting it all open and whatnot. You feel me? So, you know what I mean? Baby was telling me, you know, she had to go to her sisters. Her sister is going through some things and, you know, she got to handle some family issues. So I'm like, cool. It is what it is. You feel me? You know, I wake up text message dms going crazy like nigga ain't this your baby mama you know what i'm saying so i go over to yg instagram <laughs> baby mama on there busting it open going crazy niggas all in the background cheesing and smiling got me looking like a straight goofy you feel me and you know what i'm saying and niggas like oh if that's your baby mama you need to keep her in check you know what i'm saying baby don't listen you feel me and you know i'm out now i'm out here looking like a goofy you feel me so like i say man if you're a real one i'm asking that you please take my baby mama down Oh my I, god. Okay, so <laughs> I have to ask you if that firstly, if that was your mother of your child, and that's the work that she does. Yeah. And then YG posts a picture of her. Yeah. Are you telling YG to take it down? Yeah. <laughs> I probably I don't know. That's like, you know, I've got kids to think about. The kid can't be like, wait, that's your mom. I'm like, <laughs> how are we thinking about YG posting it up and thinking about the kids? Where <laughs> this is the job she does. Oh yeah, I mean, this, yeah. When you, bro, like, yeah. you, you know, like, if the issue is that a rapper has posted your baby mother, mm. the well, respectfully, <laughs> like, you should have had a convo with her about the job she has before getting upset that a famous guy posts her up. Like, I'll be real with you. That would be the first convo, and that's not to do with YG. You're gonna get upset because YG saw her at work before getting upset <laughs> with the work she does. I'm not, and I'm, this, I'm, let me be yeah. clear, I'm not saying you should be upset with the work she does. If that's the lifestyle choice that she has, then that's what she does. Brother, the problem isn't, if your issue is what, like him putting up the picture of where she's at work, and it's the fact that, I mean, that is very open. <laughs> it's a very open picture of her at work, right? If that's the issue you have, unless unless you're putting money on the table, yeah, you can't tell her where to work. You can't get upset if somebody else is appreciating. YG ain't taking the picture down. It's how the guy is in pain. Yo, from a real one to a real one. <laughs> Yo, people would ask me, yeah, what would you do? Bro, that wouldn't be my situation. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would want, if I'm really having an issue with where my, the mother of my child is working, if that's putting food on the table and I'm not with her, <sighs> one side of me has to respect the decision she makes to work the job that she works. The other side of me also goes, if I really have an issue with her because it's my, the mother of my children, my issues should be brought to her privately, mm. not to YG. Yeah. And then doing a selfie video. Yo, this is for the people out there. <laughs> you know, it's mad right now, isn't it? <laughs> Hear what I'm saying? Uh, I'm out here, you know, in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> my baby mums is out there busting it open. You know, let me get the light. Baby mum busting it open. <laughs> Sorry, one said the light's better here. Busting it open. <laughs> Like you, you were the one who brought attention to this. Everybody would have just let it let it slide. Yeah, it's a good point actually. Like yeah. you brought more attention to this. It's when true. other people, like the people that said it to you, saying "Ain't that your baby, mom?" Yeah, they're the ones that made you feel insecure. Mm. But if you know what she's doing, 
can't really make you feel insecure. Yeah. She's working. <laughs> like, and, uh. they, and she's at work. And <laughs> if you don't like where she works, you should have spoken to, spoken to her before YG posted it up. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know, man. It's a difficult one. I'm not, it wouldn't be me, though. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be like, nah, not on it. <laughs> let me let me follow his page. <laughs> now I need to see his page real quick because there's a part of me that feels like this is a prank. <laughs> What's the page? Andrew, Andre Andre Low Junior. Yeah, Low. And the reason why we know his page is because he's the one. He, he I feel like he's doing this for clout. He could be. It was so he's a genius. <laughs> Andre Low Junior. Let's see what he's putting up now. Oh, this guy's a content creator. Oh, no. Oh, so that's not even hit. Nah, this guy's a content creator. I don't think this is him. I don't think this is his... Um... Go on his page. Go... Yeah, I don't think this is his... Yeah... Yeah, it's too much, man. People have put up pictures of him on a card. It says SIM card and it's like an ID card, but it says SIM card and it's got his picture on it. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, go in his stories. Oh, oh you can't. Bro, bro, the guy's a content creator. Yeah, it's not his real baby mum, man. Man asks why is he to delete? And he keeps resharing this as well. Oh, he's loving it. Yeah. Oh, well. Anything for clout, man? Yeah. Oh, wow. Hot new hip hop fell for that. <laughs> well, so did I. Yeah, Andre, you got me, bro. <laughs> you got me. Yeah, he's like a comedian. Oh, genius. Nah, he's not a stand-up comedian. He's like an online comedian. Oh, yeah. It's pure sketches in his stories. <laughs> and he does music as well. <laughs> well, hypothetically, that could be someone's baby mom. <laughs> it could be, but I feel like if it is, you would know. Like, yeah. If what... I'll be... Have you ever... Do you know any strippers or people that have worked as a stripper? Yeah, one. Okay. Uh, one girl. That's about it, really. <laughs> I know people that have done that job. Yeah. It's like, I know them personally, close. Yeah. The guys know what their partners have done. Like, you're, like mm. they're in a relationship with them or, they've, or it's been like an ex. They know what their partners have done. They know what the lifestyle is like. They mm. don't act like this. They don't go on the profile and try yeah. to draw any attention. Nah, what they do is they... Um, some of them actually like it. They like knowing that that's who who comes home to them. Mm, yeah. Because it's a power thing. Yeah. You lot will pay for her because you get to see what she gives me. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what it, it gives. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. You got me, Andre. <laughs> well done, Andre. Man. Well You're done, man. Proud. I thought, initially, I thought it was real. And I saw the video. I was like, nah, it's too too much attention you're drawing to yourself. But it's not real. I don't know. I don't know. Well, never mind. <laughs> All right. Yo, let's wrap this up, man. I'm getting hungry and tired. Yeah. Cool. Let's go. What you got coming up, man, before we go? What have I got coming up? Uh, I've got Doghouse Show on the this Saturday, Saturday the 18th. The uh, the lineup is very heavy. Uh, <laughs> 19 um, comedians <laughs> doing four minutes each. It'll be a good night, I assure you all. I'm um, doubling down right now. I have to. I'm sorry. I said I'm not going to say nothing. Tom, if you're hearing me, brother, I know you're the one that wants this lineup to be wham wedge because it makes you feel good. Bro, bring it down. You don't have to have that many acts on the lineup. You can get them, you can get some really good. I'm not saying the acts ain't great. They're all great. But bro, come on, man. Four or five acts, 
maximum nine, ten acts in a roast. Blood, it's tiring, you know. It's tiring. That's man. coming from a comedian himself. Like it's coming from a comic himself. Yeah. Them acts are on there. Some of them are like, what? So I got four minutes. All right, cool. Mm. Boy, what am I gonna do? Bruv, 10 minutes is nicer. Yeah. 20 minutes is nicer. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Get some good acts. A lot of them you get a good, but don't cut down the mm. good acts so they can only do four minutes of good. Mm. Let them come to another show later on and then later on and then later on, but at least give them the time to work. Yeah, yeah. And we're yeah, going to start actually like Saturday as well. I was going to go around and start asking people like feedback as well. Like what would you think might improve the night? Would you want to see more? Like, no, I don't, I don't want Ask more them, acts. Like. Should we put more comedians on a lineup and see what their response <laughs> No, no. How would you feel <laughs> if you put another four? Nah, no, nah, that's 15 comedians on a lineup. No, nah, man. Like, no, man. What's hey, wrong with you? I'm working Sunday. I can't be there late. I've got. <laughs> and, and also, I'll be honest, an mm. audience always doesn't always know what they want until it's given to them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've had shows where it's been a lineup with, I won't say the lineup, <laughs> but all of them on the lineup, apart yeah. from me, have done Live at the Apollo. All right. This is before they did Live at the Apollo, though. Yeah, yeah. All of okay. them apart from me. It was me hosting yeah. three comedians in the lineup. Yeah. It was my show that I booked up in Leeds. Right. All of them have been, have, are touring yeah. England. One of them's touring the world. <laughs> I feel like you already know who I might think about or say, but. Yeah. <laughs> I had a complaint. Why have you not got some big names on this lineup? Like, wow. They wanted like a, but this is before. Yeah, big. Yeah. Why you got no big names on this lineup? And mm. da, 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 da. You, I've seen you put other shows, and so I don't know these people. I said mm. you don't have to, but what, come to the show and get to know. Them. Yeah. Sold out the show. Person came out. They were like, "I'm so sorry. It was such a good show. It was amazing." Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And all of those people, especially one of them, who is a huge name, massive, killed the show. Yeah. Sometimes the audience don't always know what they want until you give it to them because they only know comedy from their perspective. Yeah but their perspective is based on the limited amount of comedy they might have seen or the limited amount of people that they might enjoy and follow. Yeah. Some people are deep in it, but how many fans do you, or people that are audience members that are not involved in comedy are deep in it enough to know they could reel off 20, 30 comedians names who are really, really good and would work in a room. Yeah. Hardly any. Mm. So you do, you've worked with so many comedians, you know what works and who's good, mm -hmm. who's good for your room. Yeah. Do that. Don't, if you go and get the feedback, someone will be like, oh, you know what? Get Michael McIntyre, man. I like mm, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. In a room that seats 150 people. <laughs> Unless you want to pay like £7,000 a ticket, yeah. I don't think he's going to come and do this room. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what people will think. Yeah. So hear the feedback, but also take it with a pinch of salt. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's my advice. Yeah, man. So Doghouse, 18th? 18th, yeah. Saturday, Saturday. So should be good. Saturday. Is the lineup already... Yeah, lineup cool. confirmed. Uh, yeah, we've got plenty. Uh, I might come down and watch. Yeah, man, come on. We've got All Right Fans as well, a special guest. He's uh, I've seen that, yeah. content creator. I haven't actually met him, but quite funny. What's funny is he actually does a lot of content. From, uh, I work, the stuff I do for work, he takes the piss out of effectively. Okay. So like he, you know, he'll do like some miming over like Gary Neville, for example. And a lot of what he's doing the miming over, I've edited and that's yeah. like, and it'll be quite interesting to actually chat to him for a bit because he's got some fans in the office at work. So yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, so he's coming down. Did yeah. you get him down to come down? Is that what it was? Nah, totally. Tom think knows him like personally, so okay. or something like that. I'm not too entirely sure on that, but yeah. Um, rest of the comics I know personally, so it should be quite Six, yeah. decent. Yeah. Okay. What about you, man? What you got going on? All right, when this comes out, the daytime, it'll be Wednesday, 15th of November. The evening of Wednesday, 15th of November, I'm doing my first live work in progress 
preview show for the Orator Tour. Come and see me like build up the show. I'm still piecing it together, but it's best that you can come because I'm going to give you lot the opportunity to give me feedback. I'll even give you lot the opportunity to heckle me during the feedback <laughs> and I will clot you because <laughs> I thrive in freestyling and clapping back, right? <laughs> Trust me, it's like an elbow to your forehead, but just with words. So more than happy for you to come down. Tickets available from orystyler.co.uk. Also, the Orator Tour tickets are selling. I've almost sold out of the London show, which is in May. Grab them tickets. If you grab them tickets, might be another show, might not be. Depends on how I'm feeling. Depends on what announcement I might have next week from my agent. We'll find out because it's something <laughs> that I'm waiting to hear from. If that agent tells me this is what we're doing in that month, trust me, that's the only London show you're getting. So get your tickets now. We're like 80% sold of that show. Grab them tickets. That's May. But also of the other shows, Birmingham's almost sold out. Reading's almost sold out. Some other cities are, you lot are dry. You ain't buying no tickets. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You lot ain't buying tickets. There's some cities are dry. Cardiff, you lot are dry right now. You lot don't love me. Ain't buying nothing in Cardiff for me right now. The show's in April, but I at least want to see more than what you bought. Don't be dry. Buy tickets. Who else was dry? Um, let me think. Uh, Leeds is bagging. Sheffield's bagging. You lot know who you are. Bath, you lot are dry. <laughs> dry. What is it about the Southwest? You lot don't like me. But no, nah, that's a lie. Bristol is selling good. Bath and, and Cardiff. Cardiff Wells, so I get it. But you lot dry, blood. I need you lot to buy tickets. Orator Tour 2024. February up until May, I'm touring that. Buy the tickets. Sell out the shows if you can. It'll be great to come see you. Plus, I'll be making sure you lot get some early, early views if you got your tickets of the merch. I am getting that patterned up over the next couple of weeks. I don't want to say too much. You just got to see it when it comes. Quality stuff. So yeah, that's me, bruv. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm just here to bounce out. I'm tired, man. Respectfully podcast, uh, like, share, subscribe. Keep checking out the previous episodes. I'll put up some clips on YouTube so you can just keep watching clips of the full episode. Uh, and don't be like Suella. That's my advice, okay? Like, don't be like Suella. Be you, but if you are like Suella, be someone else, okay? That's my advice for you lot. All right, guys, take care. Peace. Respectfully. Respectfully.